every time I do this, people actually recognize. Um, and it's almost a revelation. They go, goodness, yes, yes, I, I can see that now. I can understand that. And, you know, understand yourself first and then you can, you know, look after other people as well, can't you? In my life outside the confines of this podcast, I've been involved in two businesses of my own and worked with hundreds of small businesses to address their challenges and support their success. I'm Rachel Cheatham, a business person, advisor, coach, and mentor. Welcome to The Curious Business Guide, a podcast for anyone running a business, whatever stage you're at. If you're curious about every aspect of doing business and always keen to learn about new things, Each of these episodes explores a challenge that came up for one of the businesses I support and I explore with and look for guidance from experts in that field. It's the place to ask daft questions and take things from the very start with the aim to leave better informed, perhaps with a plan of action and most probably with even more to explore. one of the most challenging aspects of running a business is managing the individuals who make up your team. There's a lot of hyperbole around people are our greatest asset, but within the hot air is a fundamental truth. Without people to answer phones, run machinery or make deliveries, that is to do the day-to-day tasks that make any business tick, there is a strong chance that there will be no business or an incredibly small business. I've yet to come across a team that works smoothly together and those that come close to it have invested a significant amount of time and often money into reaching a point of cohesion that really works for them. But how do you even begin to bring a group of individuals into a well-oiled, productive and supportive team? To explore this more and guide us on how to achieve these first steps is Sarah Osborne of Discover. Sarah specialises in helping us to put those first steps into practice and start building a dynamic team using recognised methodologies to help everyone better understand their teammates and themselves. So hello, Sarah, and welcome. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to be here with you today. And good to have you here. So tell me a little bit more about your background in business. Uh, Well, I spent more years than I care to tell anybody uh, working in corporate hospitality up in the up in the city um, in London and Canary Wharf. And when I was up there, I was managing groups of people. um, And I realized that I got the best results when I had a team of people that were just working really well together. I used to describe it as as a sort of sweet spot. So when I left the rat race and the commuting and all that type of thing, I actually set up a business which started off by me um, actually using some of those skills and formalizing them and training to be a DISC profiler. And I also do coaching as well to help people and run workshops for um, both groups and also working teams and that type of thing. So that's what I'm doing now, You know, as I say, using the, the skills and knowledge that I had to help others, really. And you certainly got plenty of experience, you know, to bring to the table. Um, I'm just interested that you, you've you've undertaken training to do disc profiling. Can you tell me a bit more about disc profiling? Yes, it was it was something that um, we were we were all disc profiled uh, in the company that I worked for, and it just had a real resonance with me. And basically, it is it's a psychometric test. So what you're trying to do is find out um, different personality types, and then once you've established that 
you can then use that to, to work with people and make sure their teams work okay. So that from a practical point of view, it's filling in a questionnaire, um, just seven to 10 minutes, they reckon it takes, you know, just a number of questions about which is your preference. And it used to be done on um, a sort of double-sided carbon paper, and then you had to mark it off and put circles and use a ruler. These days, of course, it's something that's actually an online procedure, so it's even easier. So you spend less time, as I say, marking things with a ruler and more time really thinking about what your answers are. And what happens when you feed that into the computer is it comes out with a number of different profiles. So what it's trying to do is find out if you're a more of an outgoing person or you're perhaps a little bit more reserved or whether you're a very task-orientated person or you like dealing more with people. Now, there are obviously absolutely huge generalities um, and, and people are obviously offered a combination of both, both or, or some of these, but there will be a predominant characteristics that they have. And these are spread, it's called a disc profile because it's uh, split into four different sections, a D, an I, an S, and a C. Shall I just quickly run through what they generally mean? Yes, please. Okay. So a D profile would be somebody who's quite um, directional and decisive. Um, There was somebody who perhaps would go and sit at the head of a table. They're very good. Um, They are an outgoing task person. So They're very into facts, getting things sorted, really good entrepreneurs, that type of person, you know, quite driven in their ways. The I people are outgoing people, people, believe it or not, Um, and they're people who are much more influencers. So they're great at building teams, getting people to work together. Uh, They like recognition. They often have uh, awards on their shelf and certificates up on the wall and because they like that recognition. Uh, greater organizing the Christmas party, you know, getting everybody to jolly along and everything. And then you've got the S people who are the more steady types, really. So they're great team members. They're really the backbone of a business. Um, They're the ones who get things done, check that everybody else is okay. Um, and, And as I say, bring a steadiness to the whole situation. And then the final one are the C people. And these are the compliant people. They're the sort of people who probably Uh, would be more of the health and safety people. They like a checklist. They like an email with um, some detail in it and then a spreadsheet or a project, you know, attached to it so they they can run through and get all the details. Now, I've given you a really, really um, quick breakdown there, but it just gives you a little bit of idea about how those people fall into those different categories. Yes, I can already, you know, I I look at those and I can see myself in at least a couple of them and I'm sure other other people who are listening to this can. And, you know, how does it actually manifest itself within within a team? Because I know from my own experience uh, as both a team leader and manager and and also a member of a team, uh, quite often there's a lot of conflict uh, and a lot of rubbing people up the wrong way that goes goes on but you know understanding more about what the how those personas actually act within a team or act within a situation you know could be really useful i mean i think we we always hear this thing that you know um it's all about communication which is which is obviously very true but it's difficult sometimes um what what exactly does that mean and the idea is that if you can recognize those different traits in people you communicate with people in a different way so somebody who's very, as I say, directional, they don't want, you know, a one and a half page email about how you came to a decision or what you've done. They just want the facts there. They like things in bullet points. So if there could be a conflict, then if you've got somebody who's providing lots of information for somebody who really doesn't want lots of information, 
So it's understanding about that that communication level. The person who's um, you know the ones who want who wants the recognition. They want much more of a discussion. They want to know about people. They don't want things in bullet points. They want, you know, a, hi, how are you? How's it going? And then to understand and know a little bit about the people. So if you don't have those under, that understanding, you don't have the really, really effective communication. And that's where people may not realize, but that's where the conflicts come in. So doing something like disk profiling a team can really, really help you. Uh, to understand those different different traits in people. So do people tend to have one trait that is a sort of a primary trait and then maybe, you know, a sort of secondary, tertiary traits um, that, that come into play? That happens very often. Yeah, that happens very often. Uh, I mean, you can get people who are what they call high I's, high D's, high S's, all of that. But most people, and, and I think when you talk to people, when I've, uh, you know, done the breakdowns and spoken to people about it. They go, oh, but I'm not always like that. Well, of course you're not. And different circumstances will bring out different traits in you. But there is often one predominant trait. And that's uh, the, the one that I, I, most times when I do this, well, I would say every time I do this, people actually recognize. Um, and it's almost a revelation. They go, Good, goodness, yes, yes, I, I can see that now. I can understand that. And, it, and, you know, understand yourself first, and then you can, you know, look after other people as well, can't you? Oh, absolutely, and it, I think that I, I guess there's three there's three persons or bodies that, that benefit from this. As you know, obviously, as a team leader or a team manager or the founder or, or owner of a business, um, it's a, an extremely useful tool for you. For the team, it's great to understand the other individuals within the team. But I guess on a, a on a personal level, better understand yourself and understand why somebody winds you up. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, as Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said, in order to be understood, we must first seek to understand. So it's really important that you, you know, you understand yourself, which will help you both in work and obviously, you know, in in your life in general, really, if if you know the things that are really important to you. Uh, But it also helps you then to be able to communicate or know the people uh, that you're going to work best with, or perhaps the skills that you're you're not so enthusiastic about you need to go and find those in somebody else i've also used it on an individual basis for people who are looking at career change or indeed going into work so students looking for jobs that sort of thing and if they have a profile they can then understand themselves use those keywords in any application or a cv so that when they're asked questions about themselves they are answering um, from a very comfortable point of view from a a trait that they know and understand and recognize in themselves. And that helps them come over with so much more confidence and knowledge. Oh, I see. So, so there are applications in, in, in multiple stages of a, an employee's journey with a company. So even in the recruitment stage, this could be a useful tool? Oh, goodness me, yes. I mean, uh, so I've just described it from an applicant's point of view. Uh, but if you're an HR manager and you're you're being asked to recruit for a role within a department, if you look at that department and perhaps disc profiled everybody there, and you may find that there's some skills that are that are missing. You've know, you know, you've got too many uh, people who are high eyes, who are you know very enthusiastic people. But what you need perhaps is somebody who does a bit more of the detail. So they, you know, remember to take the minutes at a meeting or fill in that health and safety form. 
but then the other person is you know driving the business forward so if you look at a team um, there is a there is also um, a program which is a team dynamics so you can actually feed in the profiles for each member of the team and have a visual picture um, through a diagram of what your team looks like and perhaps where you've got too many of one type or you've got a gap where you might need another sort of personality within that just to balance that team out, make it work much more effectively. That sounds immensely useful. Um, I, I work with quite a lot of fairly young businesses, young in, in that they've maybe only going, have been going a few years, but they are growing very, very fast. And one of the biggest issues they have is around capacity and capability. So looking at who, you know, the resource they have to deliver the business and getting the right staff in place, getting the right team members in place is a constant challenge. By the sounds of it, disk profiling can help them to both understand what their business needs by way of skills and attitude and persona, and uh, as well as help them to find that. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I've I've found that um, entrepreneurs tend to be people who are obviously very knowledgeable and very enthusiastic about whatever their business is. So they're, you know, running away with all their ideas and everything. But we all know that to run a business doesn't, it's not all about ideas. You know, you need somebody there who's actually filling in the accounts, you know, who is uh, making sure that people have got contracts of employment, perhaps somebody who can, who can build a team and is able to, you know, communicate or somebody who perhaps even needs, they need salespeople who can go out and sell their product. Um, and, and nobody is the whole rounded person. And I think anybody who can accept that they need others and they need a team to actually make things work and then identify, you know, not keep going out and recru- recruiting clones of yourself. You know, you're not going to end up with a really balanced team there because you need so many skills to make a business successful. And the most successful businesses are going to be the ones that have a mix of all those skills. Um, so, yes, it, it's something that's, um, you know, it's. It, I mean, it's relatively easy to explain to somebody who's an entrepreneur and implement. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science, even if the entrepreneur is a rocket scientist. Um, you know, you can so you can give them th- this guidance and help um, for them to understand exactly how to make the best of their business as well. So it really has applications both for fairly mature teams or those that have been together for a while, uh, but also for building new teams and certainly within a new business. Um, so you alluded to, to it's quite simple, really. It's not rocket science. So what actually, you know, you've described the different um, personas within it, but what is the DISC method? How does it work? What do you do? Um, so as I was explaining, it, it's, um, it used to be um, quite, co- well, a complicated little form, but now it's something that's, uh, that's online. Um, it's been developed. It was developed by uh, some scientists, Carl Gustav Jung and William Marston in the 1920s. And they were looking at people and these different personalities. And as I say, they they did, divided these behavioral models into these outgoing people, the reserved, the task, and the people, people, if you like. And then they developed over, over many, many months and uh, these, these questionnaires that identified these different traits. So it's a really well-tested method. And as I say, whenever I've done the, the questionnaires with anybody and then talked to them about how their profile comes out, you know, it is remarkable that people really do recognize themselves. So as I say, well tried and tested method from that point of view. With it being easy easy to implement, you, there maybe is a slight danger of thinking, well, you know, the results are 
you know, going to be fairly simple for want of a better way of putting it. You know, do do they have real impact or can they provide real impact, real feedback, real um, information that 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 an individual, the team uh, and the, the team leader, manager or, or owner can use? Oh, goodness, yes. Now that it's um, an, an online-based system, when it comes out, the, the report actually gives you a 14, minimum of a 14-page report. And that both tells you about, your, you know, your, that, that person's individual style, but it also gives you hints as to how you would interact with, other, with people with other styles as well. So that's why it's really important if you, if you work with a department, everybody understands what those, their traits or their profile is. And then everybody can then understand how best to communicate with each of those other people in the team as well. And that's something that's it's it can be a, a really good team building exercise to do that. So everybody fills in a questionnaire. Um, they're all talked through and talked through it, as I say, individually. And it's it, the whole principles are explained to them. And then if you get them together in it, whether it's a formal or a fun sort of environment, you can have a, a really good time getting people, you know, as I use that word to communicate and understand each other. And how to deal with each other. Um, and I've done these quite a few times, and you see some real light bulb moments, you know, as to why Bob irritates Fred. As I say, to, to understand uh, is the first part of um, understanding. Um, so it, it can work amazingly well for a, for a, for a team of people. So thinking about it, it- it from um you know another perspective you certainly from that of the the team leader or the manager and wearing that that sort of hat quite often one of the big challenges i i found was how to develop the individuals within my team to support their career wants and needs um and, and goals and how do i manage or what do i do if i find i have somebody sat in the team who is just patently unsuited for their role does this provide some way to to manage that situation oh I, yeah I think it does absolutely um, because if you if you can then profile that person you know you could end up going down a disciplinary route um, because that person you know they might not be happy you're not happy with them what it might be is they're actually in the wrong role for, for that for their personality type and I think if you if you did the disc profile you could use that as the basis of a conversation so whether somebody needed to you needed to change their job slightly um you know and as i say it it's it's something that's um that it's it's not a blame thing thing or anything it's it's just a recognition of their skills and abilities which aren't necessarily the skills and abilities that are required for that role or they need to be tweaked in a way you know perhaps if it's a they need assistance with some sort of technology or something to help them out or they just need you know moving from one part of the department to another and deal with something that they're more suited to and then you're both having a really as I say non-blame honest conversation with each other from a very objective point of view rather than being subjective and saying you know I think this and then the other person says well I don't agree I think that you know, you're sitting there with a, with an analysis of, of that person in front of you, which is a great springboard uh, for a discussion about any issues that people might have. You know, and it shows an investment from the manager's point of view in that person. And it also gives the, the other person, shows that they're, they're investing in them, in that they've done the, this profile, they've taught them through it, and they are, you know, looking to resolve that, that problem through, as I say, just good communication and understanding. And I think that's a key here. Um, as a as a leader, you you want to 
you want to value your staff, you want to value your team. And we talk a lot about, you know, going back to my opening comments about people are our greatest asset. Um, if you've got an asset, in order to realize the value within that asset, you need to invest or provide a an environment that helps the asset to invest in itself. They don't tend to grow in value unless they have something put into them. So if you think about uh, you know, a house, you know, it, it, yes, it will grow in line with market, but it won't grow as much if you don't bother to take care of it. There's a reason they say buy the most rundown house on the most desirable street because you're going to get it for significantly less money. And it goes that, you know, that's the same with a, with a human being. If you don't invest in them, they won't flower or blossom or change or learn or become the person they, they, they can become. And this sounds very much like a way of helping that person to develop in that way. And that can only be beneficial for the for the team and for the business overall. Yeah, I think it can. I mean, the other interesting thing, just just to talk a little bit more deeply about it, is when when they do the profiles, it's like people who are say let's let's say they are um, a high D, so they can be really great. They are driven. They're dynamic, but. If they take that trait too far, they can, they can appear to be very domineering um, and not listening and that type of thing. Or perhaps somebody who is a high I, so they're the life and soul of the party and they're demonstrative and generous, but then they can be perceived as a bit restless or undisciplined and overly optimistic about things. So again, it's about understanding um, if you take those fantastic personality traits and you sort of stretch them to the not so good side of thing, you know, just a recognition of that can just help people draw back a little bit or think, oh, gosh, I probably should not do that. And so it's all part of that um, understanding that roundedness of a, of a person, really, um, and, and how you react and how, or how others react with you as well. So it does look like there's a lot you can take out of this as a starter to start, uh, you know, towards building a team that better understands each other themselves and that, you know, their, their place in the business. And certainly, it, it sounds like this could really address some of those underlying conflicts that you always find in a team. Absolutely. I mean, both for the individual and for the people around them, just to see that they're being invested in. I mean, people talk a lot, don't they, about, you know, the cost of recruitment. You've got to recruit somebody, um, you know, you've then got to train them. You've got to, you know, get them a desk and a chair and a computer and all this sort of thing. Um, so you've already, you've put a lot of, as you say, investment um, into these people. Now they were recruited in the first place because they were, you know, they fit, fitted in with the business. The business may have changed. They may have had different circumstances. But, you know, if you're, as I say, investing in that person to find out why it perhaps isn't working or how you can get the most out of them, it's absolutely brilliant value, really, from that point of view. I think that's immensely important, trying to help people become self-aware enough to act or not react in the right way with another person, even if it's it's just for the sake of the team and uh, keeping the the environment pleasant to work in. You're right that Stephen Covey quote is absolutely spot on. Seek first to to understand, and that sounds like a powerful tool for any team to have and to have access to. Thinking about this, in you know, if you could sum, you, you could demonstrate it in, in any simple way. I think you you once outlined this to me in, in describing how people came into a meeting, and I thought, oh, I've got that. I know what that's. You know, I can see those people in my mind. I think you know, just as we bring this to a close, it might be good just to to go through that, just to reiterate how, how this pulls out the personas. 
just one of my favourite little stories, really. Um, and let's let's say that we, we've got a meeting set up and you've got Donna and she's a really high D. So she's one of those driven people. And she comes marching in with her coffee from Starbucks with her name written on it and sits at the top of the table facing the door because people like that um, assume that they're in charge, whether they are or not. And they want to know what's happening. They don't want to be um, caught out. So they want to see who's coming in through the door. And then you've got Idris. Now, Idris is a high I. And they are very uh, great team builders and very interested in people. And and, uh, they come in and they tell this story. You will never guess who they met in the lift. And it was absolutely hilarious. And um, they chatter away and check that everybody's okay. And then you've got Susan and she's a high S. And those people like um, sort of security and safety. She comes in, asks everybody if they'd like a cup of tea or coffee with uh, before the meeting. Um, notices the b- biscuits haven't been delivered, so rings the catering department to make sure the biscuits arrive for everybody. And then you've got Colin, and he marches in, and he's got both a copy of the minutes from the last meeting, because he's this high C, who's very um, into compliance and getting things done. And he's also got his iPad there, so he can take notes during the meeting. And I just think if you, you, you imagine those four people that, that that is, and I'm sure everybody can think, oh gosh, yes, I recognise that. And those are just the traits that I've taken to a little bit of an exaggeration, but I think it illustrates uh, the sort of people that we're, we're all working with every day. Oh, absolutely, I, and I can I can recognise people I've worked with previously in all of those descriptions. Sarah, that has been really fascinating, and these kind of psychometric tests have, have been around for a good many decades, and they are recognized as being powerful tools. This sounds like a very accessible, very simple and very friendly way to start that conversation with people. Indeed it is. I mean, I just think it's it's amazing. I, 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 love, I love doing it. I love the reaction of people when I work with them. Um, I like doing the, the, you know, the group work so that people have those, as I say, those revelationary moments um, and, you know, and leaving them with a bit more knowledge than I when, when I first walked in to see them. So, And that's the thing, the revelation, the light bulb moment. That's what we're all ultimately looking for um, with these kinds of things. So, you know, if somebody is interested, whether they're a team leader, a member of a team, or they're the, the owner of a, a fast growing business, wants to find out more from you, where, where can they, where can they do that? Well, they can go to my website, uh, which is www.discovercoach.co.uk, or they can email me separately, and that's Sarah, with no H, at discovercoach.co.uk. And I'd love to hear from anybody who would um, just like to have another chat about it and see how it could work for them. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, Sarah. And it really is a fascinating conversation, but people are fascinating. Um, I know we'll probably pick up again in the future, but... Thank you very much. Thanks, Rachel. That was brilliant. Thank you for listening. The Curious Business Guide is presented by me, Rachel Cheatham, in collaboration with my brilliant guests. And you can find out more on LinkedIn about the podcast. Check out the Curious Business Guide showcase page on LinkedIn if you want to get in touch or find out more about the guests. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more episodes if you found this useful. And please leave me a review or feedback whether you did or didn't. I trust you to be kind. This is a 1386 audio production. 